0: It's a beautiful day Sky falls feet. He's going to unleash one. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday celebrate Billy Sharp You do not leave that man Unmarked in the box Sheffield United have the lead The latest football news from sheffield and beyond this is shoe football forum a very good afternoon to uh welcome along to another special edition of football forum uh, we weren't expecting to be bringing you this uh, this show this afternoon but we are just hadfield here as usual connor thorpe our sheffield wednesday expert joins me afternoon mate good afternoon and uh, we're also delighted to be joined this afternoon by uh, the main man when it comes to Sheffield Wednesday at the start, Alex Miller has joined us. Afternoon, mate. Good afternoon, guys. How are we doing? Very well, thanks. Glad you are as well. Great to have you on the programme for the first time. And uh, we've called on your services uh, because the news came out late last night. and We do mean late last night. Wednesday are at it again. In the latest chapter of the uh, the saga that is Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, they have sacked Tony Pulis after just 45 days in charge only 10 games as manager of the Owls. And uh, in about 20 years' time, they might be making a film about the damned Wednesday. Who knows? Um, For all of you who know, obviously, Brian Clough only lasted 44 days at Leeds United, but we'll not talk about them. Sheffield Wednesday is our focus. And Alex, what were your thoughts when you heard the news? Obviously, it was about just gone 11 o'clock late last night. We only just saw it. What was your thoughts on it? um one
1: of shock initially um you know we, we had had whispers that things weren't exactly rosy you know between sort of the dugout and the boardroom uh I think communication between those two areas of the club um you know it was quite apparent weren't quite as squeaky clean as as you know some parties might have liked um and obviously results had gone the way that they had uh, there was there was obviously some dissatisfaction uh, with the way things are going, with the style of play, you know, amongst the, the fan base and, and that sort of stuff. So not entirely surprised that this decision has been made. Shocked with the timing of it, it I must admit. And journalists don't like admitting this sort of stuff. It, it, it did sort of take us by surprise in that we hadn't had too much of a, a whisper beforehand. My information is that Tony Peel took training uh, on Monday... Morning, got as far as to tell the squad, his team, went away, sort of had a, a conversation or two, and, and obviously later on in the day, it sort of transpired that he'd been uh, he'd been sacked as, as Wednesday manager. So, yeah, a, a bit of a shot, I think. Look, people have their own opinions, don't they, on, on which way the season was going, you know, whether the, the club was still obviously in the relegation zone, three points um, is... Not, you know, insurmountable by any stretch of the imagination. The bottom line is they can beat Borough this evening, and, uh, and the you know they could well be out of the uh, the relegation zone. So, um, people have their own opinions on on whether he was it sort of in line to set them up to uh, to to stay up. But um, yeah, certainly, it's just one thing after another at Sheffield Wednesday at the minute. It's never boring. I remember my. Stepping into the office for the first day of my job just over eighteen months ago, Steve Bruce was manager then. There's been a few since then, haven't there? Um, and, uh, and the sports editor told me, you know, things are never dull at that club. Um, and I had, I had some sort of idea about it, but I, I didn't know just quite how, you know, up and down things would be.
2: And You mentioned there the fact that you understand that Pulis was due to take charge against Middlesbrough, pick the team. Um, and we're coming off the back of a run where we've picked up four points from the last two games that to me suggests that it isn't just about results despite the fact that results were pretty poor up to that point the fact that you've only had 10 games in charge you'd expect maybe Chancery to give him at least a bit more time to see if he can turn it around but he hasn't does that to you suggest that it's more to do with a falling out because we've heard so many whispers about uh, transfer plans and obviously the players not getting paid Is, do you think there's more at play here than just results?
1: It, it was a funny one. You, you sort of you speak to Tony Pearson. He was very giving to the press. Um, you know, he, he sort of had a had a completely different style to that of sort of Gary Monk. Um, and you, you sort of looked him sometimes. You go, sixty two years old, out of football for for eighteen months. His family are down on the south coast. He can't bob up and down because of COVID, and he's walked into this situation at Sheffield Wednesday where where things are a complete mystery. You know, in in so many ways, uh, finance is clearly not you know as uh, as free flowing as, as they once were at the clubs. And you just sort of looked at him at points and go, "What? What are you? Why are you here? What? What's the motivation? Why Sheffield Wednesday? Why is that the club that you've come out of? Uh, not retirement, but but sort of out of a long break for." Um, and I think it became more clear with every conversation we had with him that that things certainly weren't rosy, use that word again, you know, it's a bit of a synonym for something a bit more um, tricky, a little bit dark, perhaps, but um, yeah, that, that things weren't quite as how we might like it, and um, yeah, it, I mean, we, we know that the results weren't the only factor, because it, it said so in the uh, in the statement, didn't it, that the other other issues, um, so that there are things on and off the field, we know that he wanted to bring players in, he, Used that word influx, didn't he, uh, last week when speaking to us uh, about what he wanted to do in the January transfer window? I asked him two weeks ago, two weeks ago today, after the Nottingham Forest game. You know, are you in a position where you can start to bring players in straight away at the start of January? Are you, are you going to be able to um, make a really good start to that transfer window? Because Wednesday have obviously traditionally done a lot of their business towards the end of the window. And the fact is, you know, there's a lot of games in January. And, uh, you know, if, if it's new players that are needed to, to produce an uptick of results, then uh, then they need to get it sorted as quickly as possible. He wasn't able to confirm that. That's, you know, at the point where we started talking about this meeting that he had with uh, with Mr. Chan-Siri. Um, And that's what I mean about this, this lack of communication. There's clearly a bit of an issue there. Um, because every time we spoke to him since, you know, the question came up, have you had this chat? And it hadn't. Um, Peter sort of took responsibility for that a little bit, saying that he'd been busy, but um, I'm not sure how much credence I'd I'd give to that. You know, as I say, there's clearly a communication issue there. Um, He said he wasn't going to sugarcoat things, (laughs) all this sort of stuff. Um, Yeah, to be a fly on the wall in in that meeting and, and obviously hours later, it appears, um, you know, that, that was it for Tony Pulis.
0: Indeed, because obviously, as you, as you mentioned, the statement was issued late last night and Chan Siri uh, says in this statement, the performances and results have not been at the level expected since Pulis was appointed. There are also other issues which have had a bearing on this decision, as you were mentioning, Alex. Uh, on the pitch, seven points from a possible 30 is not acceptable. Um, I feel I must make a change now with over half of the season remaining to give us the best possible chance of staying up and maintaining their championship status. Now, Connor, obviously it's been announced that one of the first team coaches in Neil Thompson, uh, who I called Paul Thompson a bit ago. Uh, he's going to be called in Phil, didn't you? Phil, Paul, his name's <laughs> Neil and uh, he's taking charge of uh, the Wednesday of the game tonight. Uh, when you're hosting Middlesbrough, of all people to play when you've just sacked a manager, it had to be on Neil Warnock, didn't it? And, um, how concerned is this? Because we've seen um, a list of all the different things that have gone on since Chan Siri has been appointed, and a credit to, um, to someone on Twitter. We've mentioned it on Twitter already, who, uh, who tweeted it out. How concerned is it that Chan Siri seems to be dangling money as a carrot in front of Sheffield Wednesday at the moment and running it from, from the outside? And it seems like he's running it how he wants rather than how the football club should
2: be run I mean he's, he's running it disastrously it's mistake after mistake obviously to be in the situation that we're in where we've had transfer a couple of transfer embargoes in you know, we had them in consecutive years to have the, the whole legal battle that hung over our heads for a long period of time I think it was from November to July and um, and then to obviously start the season with twelve points, to then get that get that reduced to six, which was a small victory amongst uh, many mistakes. It's fair to say, and it's just not how you run a football club. I think I've been saying this for a couple of years now. I think that he needs to surround himself with people who know how to run a football club, who know how to who know football a lot better than he does. He keeps insisting that he doesn't need a director of football, but he keeps making mistake after mistake and he's too stubborn to change his mind. The Pulis appointment was, you know, I could understand why he went for it at the time. I did think it was perhaps a little bit short-sighted from, you know, the long-term perspective and it's turned out to not work particularly well in the short term either. Um, So I think he's got to acknowledge that he's, he's made a mistake in appointing Pulis and there needs to be, more of a long-term plan there needs to be more a more joined-up way of thinking now for Wednesday because you know you can't just keep going from manager to manager and like like Alex hinted at there, um, there is more at play with the result than the than just the results. We saw the statement, other other issues is is a telling thing. Um, the idea that Pulis has had a meeting with him, told him a few home truths, and then chance potentially kicked off. He said in his first press conference that he wants a manager to come in and, and be honest with him and not just to tell him positive things that he wants to hear. Well, obviously, we're, we're kind of I'm kind of speculating here, but there's, there's sometimes no smoke without fire and all these rumours of this meeting that he was going to have with Pulis and things just seem to change very quickly from a spell where we've picked up four points from the last two games to Pulis not being in a job. It just... There's something has to have gone on behind the scenes and we know how stubborn Chancery's been. I mentioned the director of Football Point because of how stubborn he is. Well, I can imagine that, like Alex said, Pulis won't have sugar anything. He's gone in there, probably told him a few home truths and I got the sense that Chan Siri didn't like it and it's just not the way to run a club because we're seeing the the issues with the, the finances, players not getting paid. Where's the money come from to, to sack a manager? is another key question and uh, there needs to be like I say a more joined up approach from Wednesday maybe looking at what other clubs have done and trying to appoint someone with a bit more of a long-term vision in mind you look at Barnsley for an example who have a director of football and a very well run they appoint a head coach they recruit to a style and there's a lot more continuity when managers go and with Wednesday, it just seems to be going from one man to another, no long-term plan. And it's difficult to see where we go from here. You know, does someone come in and get sacked straight away or do we give them time? I'm not too sure what's going to happen.
0: It is uh, going to be an interesting one, especially in January, because obviously the big talking point is just around the corner, the transfer markets uh, opening very soon. Alex, do you think that Wednesday will have, or will be able to spend any money in this January transfer window. Obviously, a new man will come in, we assume in January in the next couple of weeks. And obviously he'll have to assess this squad. I imagine it's gonna be gonna be pretty difficult for whoever it is that takes this poison chalice at Hillsborough.
1: Yeah, I think so. the, the transfer windows are sort of quite literally the the million dollar question, isn't it? I mean as we said before Pulis made absolutely no secret of his desire to to bring in a number of players it, it is speculation at this point whether that's you know the the main crux of, of the issue that that the that they had um the, this is the the sort of central concern or would be my central concern um for for you know i'm i'm not a wednesday fan but the, the the fact that the accounts aren't there, the, the the finances of the club remain an absolute mystery. There there are a number of, what should we say, sort of smoking guns. You know that that you look at. You know that the clearly the players not being paid is is a central one. That you know there was sort of a a half explanation when we spoke to to Mr. Chancery eight weeks ago about this this mortgage situation. Um, but there's clearly a, a bit of a a cash flow struggle in there for, for every club that doesn't have fans coming in through grounds. Um, so it, it's just, I mean, it would be pure speculation to to go, you know, on, on how much money is, is, or isn't available, how much money the club has and, and the the situation with the accounts, you know, originally these, the, these accounts were meant to be handed over to companies house, um, in March, believe it or not, and then it was extended to was it March or, or April? I'm sorry, I forget, but it, you know, it was extended to the uh, the end of July, um, and still Wednesday, handing them over. So, I mean, my information as of early last week was that the, the EFL are sort of understanding of this, that it's been very difficult to make any sort of projections given the the cash flow problems that the clubs are having and that Wednesday aren't the only club in the EFL yet to turn to them over. I think the identities of those clubs would probably stand some, some hairs on necks. you know, uh, I think South End are, are one of those, the very small group of clubs. Um, but yeah, look, the, the circumstances of the world aren't making this easy. The problem is that it, it's Sheffield Wednesday's fault ultimately that, that they weren't able to get them out the, at the same time as every other club. But um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think, People, you know, what at what at what stage of career is a manager going to have to be? So the, the last three permanent appointments that that Wednesday have made, I've just written this in a piece that's gone out this this lunchtime. Those, you know, um, Bruce Monk and Pulis all had Premier League experience. You know that I think people have their own opinions on them, but they're certainly all recognizable names. Where, where do they go next? Who's going to walk in, want to walk into this one with all the uncertainty with the, the situation that the club are under and who's going to want to come in and take this job? You know, the, some of the names in the bookies are Eddie Howe and all this sort of stuff. I, I, th- I think, you know, that that's probably shooting a little bit high. Um, Wednesday obviously had some success with a, a relative unknown with with Carlos Calvajal and then there was um, Jos Luka, wasn't there? Um, so, yeah, I, I think, look, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's not going to be boring for us, I suppose. From a selfish point of view, you know, it's uh, we've never got an empty paper. Put it that way.
0: <laughs> Quite right. And um, so, where do Wednesday go from here? Obviously, tonight's game is against Middlesbrough. Neil uh, Thompson is facing Neil Warnock, and uh, one of your your colleagues at the Star, Joe Cran, uh, tweeted out last night. Um, when uh, Neil Thompson has taken charge of this game tonight. There will have been as many managers in the dugout of Hillsborough this year as many as home wins that Sheffield Wednesday have picked up in 2020. Getting a result tonight is going to be, well, it could go either way because they could be buoyed by the fact that there's no manager and they've got to, and they've got to sort of pull their fingers out in a, in a sense. Alternatively, they might just absolutely go to bits.
1: Yeah, I've I've given up predicting how our Sheffield Wednesday sides are gonna to react to, to certain things. It, it just feels like a very secondary concern this this match tonight now with everything that's going on. It's I mean for me, you know, in a, in about an hour's time I'm gonna to have to switch my head from news to match day mode. And you know, it's not it's not always easy to do that, and that, that goes down to the players as well, you know, the, the, this lack of clarity on what's going on. To be told the team by a manager, and then to, you know, a couple of hours later find out that that is not your boss anymore. It's clearly unsettling. Look, it would be the, I think Joe sort of alluded to this as well, the year that Sheffield Wednesday have had that started with, what, January the 1st, started with a press conference from Grant McCann, having a go at them for being terrible hosts. January the 4th or 5th, Stephen Fletcher's knee injury, It would be fitting for for this year and everything that's happened to end with a a defeat at home to a Neil Warnock side,
0: wouldn't it? (laughs) It would, indeed. Uh, We'll just finish up. Connor, we've spoke a lot on this programme in the past about who you want as the next manager. We had this conversation when Gary Monk got sacked before Tony Peelis was appointed. And I know the next words that are going to come out of your mouth. Who do you want as the new manager?
2: Well, it's the same guy I wanted first time around, and that's Paul Cook. Whether he would take the job or not is is a different matter, I guess. Like Alex said, there's so much uncertainty off the pitch, and he did leave Wigan because of the the situation that they were in. But it is worth saying that they were in a worse situation than us, and they were imminently going into administration, into League One, and losing the vast majority of their players. And that may happen at Wednesday at some day, at some point with the way things are going but it doesn't look like it's going to be happening anytime well within the next couple of weeks so I think there's a chance there for Paul Cook to make himself a hero at Wednesday if he keeps us up Um, he knows how to galvanise a group that's been been through the ringer from you know off the pitch uh, situations and he did build Wigan into a very good side into a team that were one of the Best teams in the league in the second half of last season, and if it weren't for a twelve-point deduction, would have kept them up comfortably. Um, so I think he is the man that Wednesday should be approaching. I think he ticks all the right boxes. It's just whether he wants to to come and take the job. And I think, to be honest with you, with the way that we're in, I think you've got to suggest that if he takes us down, but he takes us down fighting, and we do see some sort of improvement on the pitch, he would be the the perfect man to try and lead us back out of League One at the first attempt, so you've got to try and give him those assurances, so my mind's pretty much set on Paul Cook whether chan goes for that option, I know we've been linked with Jose Marais but that's just talk sport I'm, I've not heard it reported anywhere else, I wouldn't go for that option because although he didn't have much chance at Barnsley, at the end of the day they were in a similar-ish situation and he didn't succeed, so I wouldn't appoint him, I'd go for Paul Cook
0: We shall see who Sheffield Wednesday opts for. Uh, They do have Middlesbrough, as we say, tonight. Um, But six years since Chancery's first involvement in the club back in January 2015. Uh, Huge thanks uh, to 1867 Oovement on Twitter for that information. Uh, Another manager bites the dust at Sheffield Wednesday. Alex, it's been a huge pleasure uh, to have you on the programme and really appreciate you uh, giving up your time to speak to us. Anytime, chaps. Thanks very much. Thank no, you very much. Cheers. That's your lot from this edition of Football Forum. Huge thanks once again to Alex. And uh, we'll be back, as we say, next Tuesday. We finally get a week off, although at this rate, who knows? Uh, for the first Football Forum of 2021, have a very happy New Year's for me and Connor and all the team here on Football Forum. Take care. Goodbye.
2: Shoe Radio. So
0: Bringing you the latest football news from Sheffield and
2: beyond. This is Shoe Football Forum.